0: Welcome to the inside story on franchising, with valuable insights on how to create multiple streams of income through franchising and building businesses. Host Ricardo Matos has spent more than 25 years building businesses in multiple industries and helping other business owners succeed. His expertise and entrepreneurial know-how will educate and inspire you. On the show, Ricardo brings together industry experts and insiders who share solutions and strategies along with a passion for helping entrepreneurs make the best decision when it comes to buying a franchise or any business opportunity, and much more.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, good night for all our listeners who are listening to us today. We have Barry Maltz, who is a small business expert. He helps people like you to unlock long forgotten potentials. With decades of entrepreneurs and experience in his own business venture, as well as consulting countless other entrepreneurs, Barry has discovered the formula to get stock business owners to unstock and marching forward. As a small business expert, Barry applies simple strategies and steps to facilitate changes. Barry, welcome to the Inside Story of Franchise. How are you doing, sir? Thanks for having me, Ricardo. Awesome, awesome. (laughs) First of all, I want to thank you for being part of our podcast. Thank you for continuous driving forward and helping other businesses move forward ahead in in this uh, life that we're currently living today. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and who you are and what you are all about and what is it that you actually do for business owners alike?
2: Sure. Well, right now I get small business unstuck, but Previously, I had a long career as an entrepreneur. My first business went out of business. The second business, I was kicked out by my two partners. And the third business, I was able to sell. I paid back the bank the $1.3 million I owed them. And my wife tells me I got her just about the same time. So um, it's been a long road of entrepreneurs, uh, entrepreneurial history. And now I help small businesses move their business forward when it's really not meeting the potential that they think that's
1: there. Interesting, interesting. So what should business owners be doing to keep their business from getting stuck?
2: Well, I mean, I think that you first you have to realize where are you stuck? Most small business owners are stuck really in one of three areas. The first is really in sales and marketing. And they're trying to figure out how do I attract new customers and also keep the ones I have. They're also stuck around leadership and management because they may be a good individual performer, a good starter, but they've never really learned how to lead a group of people to get leverage in their business. They don't know how to hire and retain the best folks. Uh, The third one really is around money. Too many people have no idea how they make money in their business or really understand the financial implications of what's really going on. And I know this because I've been through all of these and I've been (laughs) stuck at all these points at one, one time or another.
1: Interesting. You know, it's funny you said the marketing aspect that's just in this day and age, there's so many marketing strategies. There's so many marketing platforms from Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, you know, all these different social media, you know, either print, magazine, book, you name it. Uh, People are always lost on what should be the most ideal uh, for them to strive for business success and how to make their business more efficient. So with that being said, I know that through this pandemic, uh, we have experienced so many different entities in the uh, our society and changes. What are the strategies that should business owners be implementing to keep their business moving forward so they can continue doing a like, growing their profitability of their business and expanding their business to a next level? I mean, this pandemic has caused a lot of business to strive and a lot of business to fail and uh, at times... The business they fail they probably if they would have known certain things they could have not failed because they were not ready or they were not prepared what can you enlighten us on that
2: well you know part of it uh ricardo is just musical chairs i mean whenever there's a downturn i always feel like when the music stops you never know who's gonna have a seat and who's not so in this particular pandemic if you had any kind of in-person business it was much harder for you right But if you sold bicycles where you could, um, or RVs where you could do it independently, then you were really in a good place in the pandemic. Whatever it is, small business owners, what they've had to do over the last 10 months is try to reimagine their business given what customers want now. And what do they want now? They want safety, right? That's the most important thing. So, how can you deliver your service or product? Where your where your customer is going to feel safe. So think about what assets you have in your business that can help with that need that the customer has. Is it certain skills? Is it a certain relationships? Is it certain you know tools, equipment, or things like that you have? Um, you really have to look at and take a full assessment of what's going on.
1: Yeah, and that assessment includes from financial aspects to so how they do their business, how their you know their organization is all organized in the current matter of existence. Right. But so what are some of the challenges that you have faced as a business owner and how did you were able to overcome them? And how were you able to enlighten your, you know, your challenges now into helping other people?
2: How much time do we have to go through all my challenges, Ricardo? No, we got Um, plenty of time for now, so go for it. (laughs) You know, I think that one of the first ones is, you know, I graduated in the mid eighties from, uh, Northwest University from business school there. And when I sold my business in 1999, I lost a million dollars off the sale price of the business because I didn't really understand my financial statements, especially my balance sheet. So, being able to understand your profit and loss statement, your balance sheet, and most importantly, your cash flow statement, because every business goes out of business for one reason, and that's because they run out of money make sure you understand what the basic metrics there are. And if your accountant won't explain it to you without making you feel stupid, find someone that will. If you don't understand the financial side of your business, you're never really going to make sure, you're never going to be able to excel at it.
1: I agree with you 100%. And I know that uh, when people run out of business money or money for their business entity, it's because they're living a lavishly life, right? A lot of times, they think that in a short period of time, they grow all this money and they think their money's going to continue going. And all of a sudden, they bought an expensive car, expensive house, their business doing great in one quarter. All of a sudden, the second quarter comes along or the third quarter comes along and it's a downfall, right? And their money starts going out the door left and right. So they're panicking because they're trying to uh, save the boat because they were doing great and now they cannot figure it out because they never thought about those aspects. And in right. business, a lot of times, people who are in business, they need to be very in control of their funding, of their capital, and also their cash flow. So when I come to your business, what is the decision that you made that wished you you didn't, especially in that aspect of money? Like, say, for example, right. uh, you, know, you just mentioned it. You run out of money. Right. I mean, I really wish I understood the difference
2: between revenue, net profit, and cash flow. Just because I have revenue, just because I have profit, doesn't mean I have cash flow, right? So you have to understand the things that affect your cash flow. So how quickly do you collect your, your accounts receivable? How quickly do you pay your accounts payable? If you have a business product, how much inventory do you have, right? What are the various funding sources? So you have to understand the things that affect your cash flow. I mean, it's as simple as this, Ricardo. If you don't want to read a cash flow statement, at least open up your bank statement once a month. Look at the beginning cash balance. Look at the ending cash balance. Do you have more or less cash at the beginning versus the end of the month? That will tell you whether your cash flow is positive or negative. And most small business owners don't even do that.
1: No, I I agree. I remember giving advice to a good friend of mine who owns a um, uh, flower shop uh, slash uh, event planning event company. Okay, and she told me that that one shop was making her four bucks on the dollar. Like, and I'm like, okay, great, four thousand dollars. But when I evaluated her conditions of her business, she was actually spending fourteen dollars to make four dollars. She thought that she was making profit when in reality she was spending more money to only make four dollars. So the idea goal of a business that is striving and succeeding, the idea is that if you spend a dollar, you're making not one, not two, not three, but at least four or five so you can actually say, OK, I'm making three or four, 500 percent profitability with the money that I'm spending from day by day or month by month and year by year. So that is a key essential analysis and a strategy that people think because they make X amount of dollar profitability uh, one day or two days and the long run may not necessarily be the case. So I, one of the key advice that I tell people is uh, before you actually go spending the money, make sure that your numbers are meant to match all your expenses. So you can see if you made profitability on that day, on that week, in that month, but before you can do the next step level of integrating certain things to your business. So that brings up a question for me. What do you know now that you wish you knew then?
2: Well, what I wish I would have known now is that business is basically about people. I mean, a lot of people, when I was an angel investor, people would come to me and say, Barry, I've got a great idea for a business. What do you think? And I always said, Businesses are not about ideas. Businesses are about execution of those ideas. So if they're about execution, it's all about the people. I wish I would have realized when my two partners kicked me out of business that I shouldn't have gotten involved with two people that I didn't know. Your business is going to be successful if you have the right people, regardless of anything
1: else. You know, and basically basically what you just said that, um, yes, that is a question that comes along the way. Should I start a business on my own? Should I bring partners along the way? Yes, I've had also the same situation where I have brought partners into a business to find out on later on that uh, they were not being valuable to the company. They were not contributing toward the business what they were getting in return. And some of the other partners got sometimes frustrated because of that. Now, depending upon who you are and what you are and what you're bringing to the table into an organization – I ask people exactly the same question. What is that one thing that you company that you're working for are paying you for? Right. When I hear people complaining, I am not getting paid enough. The question is, what are you doing to, for them to be recognized that you're doing something enough that you're valuable enough for that company to maintain you and keep you? So that's the question you also have to ask as a business owner. How many people are working for you that they are contributing what they get, they you're paying them to be worth for it, Right. So. What is that one most important thing a new or existing business should be doing right now in this current state of mind that we're living in?
2: I mean, I think it's really important to figure out how are you getting new customers and how are you going to keep the ones you have? Do they have the same pains? Remember, People only buy, Ricardo, when they're in pain and they have the money to solve that pain. We definitely in this environment, we pay more, mo- more money for painkillers than for vitamins, right? So yeah. do they still have the same pain and are they do still have the money to solve that pain? Because things have changed. They definitely have changed. And I would say 2021 is going to be much better. But largely for this year, things are going to be similar to what they were like in 2020 we're not going to
1: be going back yet to 2019. Yeah. Let me ask you this. I know you, you're helping a small business owners, And what are the type of business entities or, what should I say, type of business industry that you help with them to moving forward from like, from hair salon to a large supermarket or from franchise or non-franchise? What is it that, who are your ideal clients?
2: Listen, I've worked with all sorts of businesses from a million, usually up to about, 50 million dollars in sales they all have similar problems but they just have them at different stages right so a lot of them have sales and marketing problems right they don't have an automated way to do their marketing they have a people problem especially early on small business owners the organization is a hub and a spoke they're at the middle and everybody works for them and they do everything and they have to go into more of a hierarchical organization where they let other people do key jobs in organizations, so they find leverage. They also have a problem around productivity. They always use time as an excuse that there is enough time, they can't get things done, but it really is a focus issue. And finally, another thing that always comes up is they're not focused enough on the customer experience. Remember, people really don't want to buy your stuff anymore. They can buy your stuff anywhere. It's what kind of personal experience do they have with you and your company that keeps them there? an evangelist for your business later on?
1: Well, that's, that is a uh, very good insightful information because, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you're evaluating a particular company, you are looking the ways to streamline all their methods, all their process, so that you can actually see what's broken so that you can fix it. And, and what you're telling me is that when you evaluate those individuals and those companies, you're actually removing what I call the free radical right We human beings have red cells and white cells that are constantly fighting all the free radicals in our in our inner soul and in our inner body to protect us you're, You basically are like a, like a red and white cells working for their business to remove those erroneous entities in their and they're busy day by day, right?
2: I think one of the problems is too many small business owners, every single day, Ricardo, it's improvisation. They just make it up as they go along. And businesses, if they're going to grow, ah. need to have set processes that the employees can use to make themselves more productive. Yes. And there's just too much improvisation that goes on. They just keep recreating the wheel every day. And that's really a problem.
1: It's like it's like what I call the perfect imperfect, right? People jump in into a bandwagon thinking they know expertise about certain things, but in reality, they're just going blindly to see if someone can hit the bullseye, right? Exactly. (laughs) All right. All right. So I call that the uh, perfect imperfect, uh, the the trial and error, the uh, the what I call the the Steve Jobs and uh, what's the other one, the Microsoft guy, (laughs) Bill Gates mentality, right, where they. They started from nothing. They didn't went to school. They didn't get degrees. They didn't get educated. They learned as they went through the process, right? And they made it big, right? Fortunately, those people were became very successful. But that is not always the case for every entrepreneur <laughs> out there, right? Ricardo, it's mostly not the case. We have to understand that the Steve
2: Jobs of the world and the Mark Zuckerberg's world are really one in a billion. That's right. why thinking that you're going to be the next Steve Jobs or Mark Zuckerberg is actually hurting you. Now, now you might be the next Steve Jobs, right? But chances are, you're not going to be. But it doesn't mean you can't be wildly successful in the business right. you're in without being Mark Zuckerberg. These, those guys are one in a billion.
1: Yeah. No, and, and I, I agree with you. There are so many different businesses. But when people jump into the owning a business, they come into the idea that they're going to make you rich overnight, Right. Uh, and not a single business happened overnight. If I had a magic wand for every one person that tells me, when would I get a return on my investment? I said to them, listen, a return on investment is something that you control only you by you by doing the right thing on right. Like you said, the right acquisition, the right marketing, the right integrations of your business, right? That is what you do to help them focus to do one, two, and three, and four right so that five, six, and seven, and eight have a great result you have proven those methods, right? What can you elaborate us on on us on those methods that you can give us a, a, a nugget, all right? Uh, give us a nugget for all the people out there right now in business who are listening to this that they can implement to their business right away. What can sure. you suggest? Implement? Sure.
2: I, I have. You have to understand in marketing, right? As I said, people only buy when they're in pain. They have money to buy the pain, right? And you actually can't sell into to anybody you have to be there when people are ready to buy that's why consistent marketing is so important so you have to have some kind of systematic way in your business where you're constantly reaching out to suspects right who should have the pain you solve and helping them, giving them information. This is called content marketing because the problem that most of us have is not converting a prospect, someone that raises their hand and says, hey, I'm interested in what you have to, to sell and actually converting that to a customer. Most of us have a problem converting suspects, people that should have the pain you solve and getting them to raise their hand. They don't have a systematic way where every single day they're going out to these suspects saying, this is how I can help. Uh, And I'll give you an example. I had a customer many years back. Uh, He had been on my list for two years. He calls me up and says, Barry, I think you can help me. Can we have breakfast? I said, sure. So we get together for breakfast. You know, Ricardo, when you could do those things, right? You get together with people, have breakfast. And he said, you don't have to tell me anything. I feel like I already know you. And the reason he felt like he already knew me is because he'd been getting my messages for the last two years about how I could help. I could help small business, not necessarily his business, but how I was an expert in small business and giving him a little bits of advice over two years. So that really helped. You have to be there when people are ready to buy. Remember, i I want to buy something, I'm going to choose from these three people. I could get it from. If you're not on that list, you have zero chance
1: of being chosen. I hear you. I hear you. You know, hey, listen, Barry, we're running out of time, and, but can you tell us with, who work in our audience, uh, learn about you, find about you, and how that we can attain information about you and who you are, and how can they elaborate more with emphasis and connecting with you?
2: Sure. I'm, all, I'm on all the social media networks uh, at uh, Barry Moltz m-o-l-t-z or you can come to my website which is www.barrymaltz.com and
1: be glad to help you out in any way i can well very thank you very much for your time today and putting part of our inside story of podcast and i look forward to hear from you and staying connected
2: with us ricardo thanks for keep doing all the work you're doing to help small business owners thank you
0: you've been listening to the inside story on franchising with your host ricardo matos If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review on your preferred podcast listening platform. That way you'll never miss a new episode and you can help spread the word to more entrepreneurs like yourself. We really appreciate that effort and we'll catch you next time.